Hey, welcome. My name is Glenn Lundy. Super excited to be launching our new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Can you believe it? That's right. The Breakfast with Champions podcast has finally arrived. This is your opportunity to get motivation, education, and inspiration every single day. And ultimately, your opportunity to get a seat at the table, to be a fly on the wall, to listen in to some conversations between some of the most amazing superhumans from around the planet. We're talking about people that are doing the things you know you can do, that have reached some of those levels you know you can reach. We've got celebrity interviews with people like Tiffany Haddish and Grant Cardone, Lauren Rittiger. We've got specialists in areas like Capital Ventures, right? Or wealth building, wealth management, real estate, all kinds of incredible conversations. And what's amazing about the Breakfast with Champions podcast is you're going to be able to tune in, listen in. They won't even know you're there, right? It's just like you're, you're, you're listening in on all these incredible secrets of some of the most successful humans from all around the world. You know, when we launched Breakfast with Champions, we had no idea of the power that it was gonna have. We had no idea of the collaborations it would create. We had no idea that we'd be able to connect humans from England and Australia and Saigon and America, of course, all together in one room having powerful conversations that elevate everyone in the experience. Listen, if you like these episodes of Breakfast with Champions, do me a huge favor and let us know. We would greatly appreciate it. We pour into this. You're going to get five to six hours of content every single day, Monday through Friday, five days a week. You can keep coming back. So make sure you subscribe to the podcast. We'd appreciate it. Drop your comments, share your thoughts and your reviews. It mean the world to us if you would do that. And in exchange, we promise you that we will always create a space, a safe space where you can come. You're not going to get politics here. It's not going to happen. You'll never see any type of division in here. It's actually exactly the opposite. We have a bunch of different people with different belief systems, different upbringing, different backgrounds. We've got people from all different ethnicities all coming together. But the one thing that we share is everyone in this room shares the same heart. And it is a heart to elevate you, to encourage you, to inspire you, and to help you become the absolute best version of yourself that you can possibly be. So if you would, do us a favor, write those reviews, subscribe to the podcast, tell your friends. We're going to be here, and we hope that you will be too. Enjoy Breakfast with Champions. You'll see there in the notes that you can skip forward. You can move back. If you need to pause it for a minute, you'll now have that opportunity to do so. We do record these daily on Clubhouse. We have a Breakfast with Champions Club there, or you can follow me, Glenn Lundy, if you'd like to see those rooms, if that's an app that you enjoy. You can always come in and tune in live, or of course, just sit back and enjoy right here on the podcast and anywhere your podcast can be found. It is such an honor and a privilege to be able to spend this time with you. I know that there are a trillion places you could have chose to be. You chose to be right here with us on Breakfast with Champions, and that means the world to me, and I absolutely stinking love you for it. So with that said, we are excited to launch the new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Thanks so much. Well, I want to focus on that, but before I do, I did want to touch on the fact that I have this coaching class that is 100% and committed to helping you get 
wherever you are to where you want to be, to six figures, eight figures, nine figures, or beyond. And listen, I do this for free. Um, I charge nothing. I have no upsells. I have nothing that I'm trying to sell. I want to dedicate this time because I have been blessed in my life, and I have been blessed with adversity. I've been blessed with hard times. I've been blessed with a tough childhood. I've been blessed with the worst father imaginable. Uh, but that father um, taught me. I learned lessons from the, those tough circumstances, and it serves me to this day. I've been blessed with the best mom imaginable, who thankfully is still on this earth at 84 years old, about to be 85. And she's just the most incredible rock star of a human being, standing maybe five feet tall on the kid she chose, but is a giant in my world and so many people's worlds. And so, you know, if you've got great people in your life, whether it's family, whether it's friends, coworkers, and you've got an idea and you've got some kind of a belief, then you absolutely can get there. But I would ask you, if you're dead serious, if it's not just talk, if you're not lip servicing yourself, take the time to go over to my IG and just go to my bio and DM me. Before you DM me, please click follow. Um, it's not so much that I'm seeking followers, but I learned from IG, if you don't click follow, then any messages somebody sends you goes into this general request folder that has, man, it has like a lot of people in there and it takes a while to get through. I wanna make sure we get your message. So go to IG, follow me and simply DM the word coach or coaching and you'll see you'll get immediate free access legendary, reliable, uh, always loyal bot. Um, I don't use a bot for anything other than if I'm trying to get people notes in a, a, a big group or if I want to give you access instantly and that's what we're doing. So please do that. And by the way, it's interesting. Uh, and Grant, uh, I was talking to uh, Grant Cardone earlier today and he's told me this several times, it's amazing. When, all the, when people sign up for his classes and said, David, only about 25 to 50% show up. And of the ones that show up, only a small percentage actually move forward and take an action. And you know, I found the same thing. You know, We'll get people to sign up and then about half show up. And I'm like, huh, I, I guess their desire dissipated. It evaporated or something happened. Now, sometimes we get busy, but if you can somehow put that two hours aside, I can promise you two hours every other two, every other week, 26 weeks, you are absolutely positively going to get an education that is going to rival anything out there, but it's going to be free. It's going to be real world. It's going to be practical. Yes, it comes from experience, you know, from my own direct experiences of my own going from broke, right, to being uh, where I am today. So with that, let's jump on in. And I want to accomplish a couple things for you this morning. I would love to destroy myths that may be keeping you from becoming wealthy. And I say that because oftentimes when you run into situations where people don't accomplish great things because they cannot, it's not that they don't have the intellect or they don't have the ability, but they have myths. They have beliefs in their head that actually act like schizophrenia. They block them from being able to access their power, the most powerful side, their most powerful aspects 
of their brain uh, or of their personality. And so I would love to destroy those myths on your behalf. The second thing I'd love to do is to add more value by sharing an example, maybe two, that actually prove your point. That here's somebody that had nothing, somebody who made no money, somebody who was broke, and actually went from there to becoming either a seven or an eight or a nine or, yep, even a ten-figure entrepreneur. And it is possible. And hopefully, 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 maybe there's somebody here in this room on this stage, whether you're on the stage or not, if you're not, raise your hand. And, and if you'd be so kind, Sarah, if somebody could help me out, but if somebody's in the, in the listening lounge right now, and by the way, God bless you, we love you, and we thank you so much. I thank you so much, respect you so much for being here. And so I do want to give you huge value. But if anybody's in the listening lounge, or anybody's on stage, who's, who has attended one of those uh, sessions every, every Friday, I'd love to just be able to chat with you for a minute, just so you can share with people, what are you getting out of it? Is it worth your while? Because we would love to grow that community we would love to be able to have stories, examples, and illustrations a year from now of new seven-figure and beyond entrepreneurs. So with that, let's jump on in. So let's talk about some myths. So and um, David, I just pulled one. up two people with hand raisers since you said you wanted to chat with some people who'd been in there. I love it. I love it. I love it. Okay. Um, so who did you pull up? Um, I just pulled up Malika, Treva, Danielle, Kwani. Malika, have you been in the class at all? I did. I was able to participate on Friday, um, like two weeks ago, three weeks ago, with David. And he is telling the truth. He does not upsell. He gives very powerful notes. And I'm looking through my notebook now to try to find the notes that I've got so many notes. Um, on the class that he spoke about, but I will tell you, I was able to participate and give feedback and answer one of the questions. And um, it was really, it was a powerful hour of information that would really help you grow your business. And I'm still trying to remember what we actually, what the topic was, but I, I've done, a, a, was it sales? Was it uh, yes, it was the sales you. call. It was the sales right, call. Sales. Yes. Malika, I remember you joined, and then I thank you so much for joining. And yeah, I just think it's important, Malika, that people uh, understand this is not a sales session, and it's not a one-way session. Uh, my my uh, focus, everybody, is to spend the first hour uh, providing information that can help you literally five minutes. My goal is to provide you at least three things that you could use five minutes after getting off of this two-hour call. And so that's my goal in the first hour. My goal always in the second hour or so, 45 minutes or so, is to be able to connect directly with everybody that's on there, ask people if they have specific questions, and we address those questions. I address those questions in real time on the spot. Hey, David. I've got this big deal I want to do, and I haven't been able to get these people to over the edge to say yes. Here's the situation, and boom, I would jump on them. Hey, David, I want to be able to acquire more clients. Hey, David, how do I raise capital? Hey, David, what do I do? And I answer those questions from my heart, from my brain, from my experience in, in, in real time. I even showed everybody yesterday or last uh, two weeks ago my notes 
notes um, that I was using to speak and, and my iPad that I showed on my screen was blank. So it's coming from 40 plus years of real world experience, starting multiple businesses, selling multiple businesses, growing multiple businesses from scratch, from no money, zero, and then building them up to being eight figure or nine figure types of businesses. And now I'm fortunate enough, you know, I'm working with people as an advisor and I'm happy to say four of them are already nine figure businesses, nine figures. Two of them are heading toward 10 figures and three of the four are winning, which I love, love, love because listen, for years and years and years, when my mom grew up, grew, uh, when I grew up in the 60s, my mom was this, you know, every mom was pretty much a stay-at-home mom. You know, it was not, um, it was not normal. It was not accepted at that time. Um, and my mom ended up having to go to work as a, because uh, my dad walked out as a secretary. And, and she never made more than 35 grand a year. She never missed a bill, did an 850 credit score. Um, and yep, at the age, rock old age of 79, became a millionaire because she invested. <laughs> somebody making me a latte in the background or something. I don't know what just happened there. But anyways, anybody can do this. It's really true. Anybody can do this. If you surround yourself with the right people, if you have the right information, yeah, you can get there too. So hopefully I'll be able to circle back with a couple more of those people. But let's talk about some myths. Most people, a lot of people think that the wealthy inherited all their money. And the reality is that when you look at research, when you look at studies, when you look at people who have spoken to hundreds and hundreds of millionaires, you learn that over 80% actually received zero dollars, zero. Um, I've never received a dollar, um, period, uh, from anybody for anything. I've got to go out like everybody else and bust my butt for the last 40 years. And so that's important that you get that myth out of your head because when you – when you um, believe things like that, what you do is it justifies in our own mind why we can't. And this is what I really want to get across hopefully today. When you believe, it's not harmless to believe myths. It's harmful. It's harmful to you. It's harmful to your future. It's harmful to the best version of you to believe that you cannot be in better shape. It's harmful to believe that, that you uh, cannot be, for example, if I'm uh, in my 50s, it's harmful to think, oh, I can never be in better shape than I was in my 30s. It's harmful to believe that people got wealthy because somebody gave them money. Yeah, that happened to some people. By the way, more than 50% of the, of the 20% who got some of their money from inheritance, over 50% blow it off. It's not exactly like that's a slam dunk plan, but over 80% received zero. Some people think that they're just lucky, but yet when you talk to millionaires, when you talk to billionaires, when you, when you look at research, when you look at real world studies, you'll find that nearly 100% got there primarily, get this, this is important, they got there primarily with their belief. That's it. And please know this that if you can believe it, all things are possible. 
if you don't believe you can get there, nothing is possible. So you got to ask yourself, which side do I want to jump on? Do I want to jump on the side? Do I want to jump on the side to where there's at least I'm in the game? All things may be possible. I can possibly get there. I didn't say it's guaranteed, but it's 100% possible. Or do I want to jump on the side to where it is impossible because I'm ruling myself out? I'm pulling myself out of that game. So the next thing is, is this, and this is important. So a lot of people think they make risky investments. Hey, somehow they made a risky investment in something like Bitcoin. Excuse me, really, Jackson? Jackson. Yeah, he's typing. Thank you. Um, so they think they make risky investments. And um, the reality is that uh, this is pretty crazy. 79% of the thousands of millionaires out there when asked said that their number one vehicle for getting there was their employer-sponsored 401k. Well, that doesn't sound glamorous. That doesn't sound risky. That doesn't sound like it can't be duplicated. Of course it can. Anybody, if you get in with a 401k, especially, listen, if you're young right now, if you're just entering the workforce, the best thing you can do for your life, for your future millionaire self, is to invest the very the maximum, the absolute maximum you can in your 401k. And then take the time to actively participate in what your 401k is invested in. You know, the vast majority of us, when we get a 401k, on the very first day you get it, you select a couple plans. They show you a bunch of mutual plans you could look at, and you pick a couple, and you go, ah, that sounds good. I'll go with this one. I'll go with this one. I'll go with this one. That's it. You never look at it again. And the reality is, man, it would do you so much good if you had somebody who had some investment uh, background. Um, maybe they do it for a living. Or maybe it's just somebody who's been there before, who can somebody who's on the back half of their 401k could say, listen, let me share with you some things I learned. And it's incredible because there's some stories of people that have made very little money in their life, but in their 401k, became actually massively wealthy. The next thing is they think that they take stupid risks. This is a myth. Here's something to under, to, that I think is important to understand. Um, people who have a wealth mindset, people that get to be not just rich, but wealthy, they have an incredible level of respect for money. I didn't say they worship money. They don't. Uh, I didn't say they put money in front of everything. Most don't. Some do, but most don't. But what I am saying is they have profound respect for their money. Why? Because they have profound respect for what it took for them to earn that money. And so they're not going to be willing just to trade their time for money and then to take the money they get after taxes and trade it for something that's worth less than what it took them to earn that money. So again, and please write this one down. This is really, really, I don't say profound things that often, but I think this one may qualify for profound. If you trade your time for X amount of dollars, and then you get 
two-thirds or one-third or 50% or 60% of what you earned after taxes. And you immediately go out to Target or you go out to the mall or you go online and you buy something that's worth less than what it took you to earn that money. You're disrespecting your own efforts, the blood, sweat, and tears it took for you to create that money. So you've got to respect your money. The reality is they don't take stupid risks. And in fact, 95% of millionaires, it took them an average of 10 years to get there. And so that's going to also beg the question, hey, are you in this for the long haul? Are you in this for the long term? Are you willing to run the marathon? Or are you in the get-rich-quick mindset? Hey, David, I'm just going to come up with an idea for a service or a business, and man, in fact, we had a, a, uh, a young man on uh, last week who's a brilliant young guy on, on Clubhouse here on, on this very show. He asked a quest question, and he's 23 years old, and he's already a doctor in India. Can you imagine? He's already reached the status and the achievement of being a physician that most don't reach until their late 20s, right, or maybe even 30s. And so... So he clearly has the staying power to do that, but yet he's on social media, he's wanting to do other things, and he was frustrated. Hey, man, I've been doing this for months, and it hasn't happened. Well, man, hey, this is a marathon, and so you've got to ask yourself, how much do I want this? If you want it badly, this becomes an everyday thing. It's the difference between a nutritional approach and a diet. A diet is intended or designed to place in the minds of the people who go on them that somehow they're going to be able to implement this diet and then quickly be able to get from where they are to where they want to be. The problem is the vast majority don't work. And by the way, here you go. You want something quotable. You want something to toast today for breakfast with champions. And nobody hate on me, please. But I'm just saying this is a fact. How come Jenny Craig never has, like, an alumni get-together, right? There's never, like, been a commercial. Hey, here's all of our alumni who've been on this for the last year, two years, three years. Doesn't happen. Same thing with Weight Watchers. The vast, vast majority, it doesn't happen. Unless it becomes part of your core belief, until it becomes part of your everyday nutritional belief system, you're going to end up up and down, up and down, up and down, up and down. We've all done it, man. But you could do that once in a while with a diet. You don't want to do this with your life, with your career, with your future. You don't. You want to put yourself in position where you are executing and implementing a plan that is specifically designed to get you to where you want to be and keep you there. So the next thing is a lot of people think that seven, eight, nine figure, 10 figure entrepreneurs, they think that they had it very prestigious. They must've went to some blue blood prestigious couture university like Brown or Yale or Harvard or Columbia or NYU maybe or something like that. And the reality is 70%, 70% of rich or wealthy people that have been surveyed um, graduated actually from a public state school 
or a community college or didn't graduate from college at all. You know, I used to look at the Forbes 400 list when I was younger every year, and I dreamt of somehow, some way, uh, you know, getting on that list. Uh, spoiler alert, I'm still not on that list, uh, but that's okay. Uh, here's the thing. The reason I did is I was fascinated to understand how people got on there. Maybe they were all in one business, and I should be in that business. Maybe they all studied one thing, and I should study that. I didn't go to college, but I spent uh, a number of years uh, after getting out of the military studying college courses on my own because I wasn't able to afford to go to college. I didn't qualify for college as a youngster, and instead I served my country instead. And I just thought, well, maybe if I focus on this thing that the, uh, these 400 people do, maybe if I, I somehow can get to the school that these 400 people went to. And you know what I learned? I learned every year there's about at least 10% of the Forbes 400 that never even went to college at all. Some didn't graduate high school. Many never went to a university. They went to a community college. They went to a, pub, a public university or public state school. Many of them didn't even graduate for the four years. And by the way, trust me on this. If you have the opportunity in your life to go to a university, do it. And I'm not saying do it because you can't get there without it. What I am saying is I have no doubt in my mind that I and everybody else out there in the world, if we had the opportunity to go to a four-year university, we would do even better than what we're doing now. Why? Because you meet lifelong friends. You get lifelong relationships. I know so many people in my life, in my adult life, who their best friends are people they went to school with, they went to a university or state college with, and they've known each other ever since. And you know what? They end up oftentimes in different businesses and they end up being able to leverage each other's knowledge, experience, audience, market, or business. And they do business with each other. It's incredibly powerful. And oh yes, by the way, you get knowledge too, which is really cool. So, and last but not least, a lot of people believe, and it's a myth, that the wealthy uh, had high-paying jobs. Well, they must have been making millions of dollars per year. That's how they got wealthy. Well, listen, if you're so fortunate to get in a situation where you could work yourself up uh, in your career to making a seven-figure job, big six-figure, seven-figure job, hey, that's not going to hurt you but it's not a guarantee that you'll be wealthy either. I know lots of people that make a half a million dollars a year and spend a half a million dollars a year. Last time I looked, that's not a ticket to getting wealthy. You know, if you make a million a year and spend a, you know, all of that money or 90% of it after taxes, that's not your ticket to getting wealthy. And the reality is less than 40% of the wealthy people, millionaires, rich people that were surveyed, less than 40%, averaged 100000 or more. Now, in today's world, $100,000, I mean, anytime you can make 100000 that's a beautiful thing. But in today's world, let's be honest, 100000 isn't what 100000 was 10 years ago, 20 years ago, 40 years ago. $100,000, if you're making hundred grand in New York City, man, life is hard. If you're hundred grand a year in San Francisco, life is hard. 
when I was in Silicon Valley, uh, before they sold the Mercedes-Benz store, you know, one of the uh, nonprofits that we supported very heavily was called Envision, and they were a homeless shelter in Silicon Valley. I will never forget talking to the executive director and learning that there were families, check this out, there are families living in shelters making $100,000 as a family, 100 grand, because they cannot afford, after taxes, they can't afford to feed their two or three or four kids and, and live in the, in the housing costs that are the Bay Area. Either that or they're living in very small circumstances. It's not what it sounds like. And by the way, there's another clue right there. Success leaves clues. If you want to be wealthy, don't put yourself in a position living circumstances-wise that it's going to suck all of that hard-earned money just to live there. Because again, all you're doing now is trading your hard-earned income. You're trading time for money. You're trading your money to pay for somebody else's mortgage if you're living in an apartment or if you're living in a, in a rental home. You don't want that. You deserve better than that. So the first thing I want you to do is I want you to absolutely understand these are myths, and they're myths that are perpetrated and they're perpetuated by people that oftentimes want to justify why I'm not there. And you need to stop that. Please promise me you'll stop that today. Because if you'll do nothing more after this conversation, then make a promise to yourself, a lifelong promise, that you will not believe in those myths you will instantly unlock the power, the full power of your intellect, of your work ethic, of your personality, of all the best things of you, and you'll be able to unlock, unleash yourself and move towards the best version of yourself and the best version of your life. And that's just what I want for you. And as I mentioned, I do this coaching class every other Friday for free. I've dedicated over a year of my life and hours and hours of preparation because I want it for you so badly. I want to be able to create um, the best version of your life. I want you to have the life you deserve. But here's, here's an asterisk I'm going to throw on there. Cannot want it more than you. If I want that for you more than you want that for you, man, we need to have a conversation. Um, that's not going to work. I'm going to give you all the tools you need. Simply go to my IG, DM me the word coach or coaching, and you'll instantly get free access for months and months and months, a minimum of a year of everything you need to know to go from wherever you are to where you want to be as a seven or eight or nine or 10 figure entrepreneur. Okay, so with that, we're just past the top of the hour. And I want you to replace the myths that I shared with you um, with a blueprint, okay? And so here's a couple things that you could have as a blueprint. First of all, all wealthy, all people that achieve some level of wealth, high levels of success, they all agree with the statement, I control my own destiny. It's not the world. I don't have things, you know, we may have things happen to us, but how we react and then more importantly, how we respond to adversity has everything to do with our outcome. Not what happened, but how we respond to that adversity. And I can show you 
hundreds and hundreds of examples of people that went through massive adversity, health adversity, um, adversity within their family situations, adversity financially and otherwise, racial bias, adversity, gender bias, adversity, and lifestyle or life choice bias, adversity. And you know what? They overcame it. They destroyed it, and they went on to do great things. But to get there, they had to have two things. Number one, a belief in themselves. And number two, the absolute knowledge and belief that they controlled their own destiny. The second thing is they plan ahead. All people that are either rich or wealthy plan ahead and save for big expenses. The average American does not have $2,000 to cover one big expense. And trust me, $2,000 is that big of a surprise expense, right? So having to replace a roof that can cost you fifteen, twenty, thirty thousand, dollars $30,000, yeah, that could ruin your day, right? Having to uh, deal with replacing a car, you know, having an engine go bad that can cost six, eight, ten thousand, $10,000, and now you can't get to work? Yeah, that's a big one. So, so you got, they all save their money for that. And here's something that a lot of people don't know. Did you know that almost 100% of people, when you talk to them about how they got from where they are to where they needed to be, where they wanted to be, and where they are now, they don't have credit card debt, they don't have student loans, and they don't have car loans. So think of those three things. That's the, that's the trifecta of wealth. You have no credit card loans, debt, you have no student loans, you have no car loans. And if you have three out of three, you're making life very hard on yourself. If you have two out of three, you're making life hard on yourself. If you have one out of three, you're making life tough on yourself. And listen, this is really important. I've been there. I was there for years, for decades. Listen, I understand. If you need to get a car loan, you get a car loan. If I can't afford to go to school and I get a student loan, I'm going to get a student loan. Okay? You have to. You do what you need to do so you could do what you want to do. That's important, and I completely respect that. But the reality is if you could go buy a car for a couple grand or four grand and, you, you know, and drive that thing around until it won't drive anymore, I know people that have all the money in the world, and they don't switch their cars out every you know, two years or every three years. I know so many of them that will drive their car for 10 or 12 or 15 years out there. And you know, cars are so good right now, the technology is so good and they're so reliable that the average car can go at least 12 years out there. But yet we want to replace them. And listen, I love my car people, I'm a car guy. So if somebody wants to go buy a car, do your thing, that's awesome, we love you, it's great. I'm just saying if you're not in a position to do it, most of my dealer friends would tell you the same thing I'm telling you. If you can't really afford it, then don't put yourself in a world of hurt. If you can go out and buy a car so you can own a car, own the car. I, we're just saying don't, let, don't do something where the car owns you, where the house owns you, where whatever it is owns you. That's where it becomes problematic, okay? So the next thing is uh, they say that they got there by belief, as I mentioned, and hard work. It wasn't by big salaries at all. Most of them didn't have a big salary. Um, my mom never had a big salary. 
she got there. My in-laws never had a big salary, you know, less than 40, 45 grand a year. They got there. Yep. Seven figures. They got there in the last year. They did it through work and consistency and discipline and respect for their money. And by the way, you know, they just got there and now they've, they've got their money and they put it with a wealth manager. They put it with the same one that we use. Really great guys. And they put it there. And, and I got on the phone with them yesterday and with my in-laws. And the gentleman that manages uh, our money says, so how much money do you need us to send you uh, every month in order to live? Now, I want you to listen to this. They worked their whole life to get there. Now they've got it, seven figures. They got, they got over a million dollars. They put it into this account. How much do you need? A thousand dollars a month. Can you imagine? You think at the end of the road, the guy, I don't know, man, give me 10 grand a month. I am going to go party, right? I'm going to go buy a new car. I'm going to do this. Neither one's buying a new car. Neither one's even thinking about buying a new car, not changing their home, not buying new furniture. And they need a thousand dollars a month because of what else they're getting from social security. That's it. That's it. Which by the way, leads me to another one. They lead really most people that get there without having high six figure and seven figure jobs, they do get there by living more frugally than you typically will see somebody live in a place. So it's really important to keep that in mind too. Again, I'm going to ask the question, how bad do you want it? Do you want it bad enough to like ramp backwards your spend? Do you want it bad enough that rather than going and buying something, You'll go pay off something, a student loan or car loan or credit card debt. Do you want it bad enough that you're willing to run this race for 10 years or more? Do you have that kind of focus, commitment, discipline, and staying power? And by the way, you know, when you do something like the 67-day challenge that's going on right now, that's culminating in the Grow With God conference from November 5th through 7th, come and hang out with us. Come network in person. Come see, get reminded of what a human looks like face-to-face. -face. Um, you can be disappointed when you see me in person, but it's okay. I am fun, uh, and I'm happy to help, and I'm a nice guy, and I do everything I can to make your time worthwhile. But more importantly, you're going to have pow other powerful people speaking up there, people that all have like-mindedness in terms of wanting to help you wanting to do, give you what you need to transform your life the way you want to. So I hope that you're going to be able to join. But if you're doing the 67-day challenge, and yes, you're already uh, well into that, but it's never too late. But the cool thing about doing 67, the 67-day challenge, it's uh, an example of starting something and finishing something. The best thing about college, like I said, is not just the education. It's the network, but it's also did you start something? did you finish something three or four or five or eight or ten years later because any time that you could do you could start a big activity that's going to require months or years and you can get to the finish line you're proving to yourself you can do it and if you could do it with that yep you could do it with this so i hope that you keep that in mind and and i just as i you know, before I open things up, I wanted to just share a couple things with you. First of all, I just want to share a story um, about a, a 
pretty impressive guy, uh, John Paul DeGioia, uh, you know, who uh, grew up uh, poor, his parents divorced. Um, and so when he was a kid, uh, under the age of 10, uh, to support his family, um, he turned to selling Christmas cards and newspapers and other little things just to do whatever he can to bring some money in. And he grew up in downtown L.A. in an area called Echo Park. And he said, we didn't know that we were really going through tough times because everybody around us was going through the same thing. And he told us to Forbes magazine. And he said, I remember once in junior high school on a Friday, my mom came home from work. And she said to my brother and myself, she said, you know, between us, us, the three of us, we only have 27 cents, but we have food in the fridge, and we have our little garden out back, and we're happy, so we're rich. I'm going to let that set in, because, you know, weeks ago on the same show, I mentioned the difference of different types of wealth, and I think ultimate wealth is about who you can fit inside of your arms your family, your friends, your loved ones, you know, you have that. You've got a roof over your head. You've got food. You're all right, and you're rich. You're already rich. You're the most important kind of rich. Is what we're talking about today, and I understand we all want to get to a better place. We all want to help our families. We all want to try to create generational wealth. We all want our kids to grow up with a better life than we do. We all got to be careful if we do uh, because we don't want our kids to grow up entitled. Uh, we want our kids to grow up hungry. Uh, we want them to grow up with work ethic. And we see some young people today that don't have that. They come from wealth and they don't have that. Their parents are wealthy. They're not wealthy. Their parents are rich. They're not rich. And, and that may serve them so poorly the rest of their lives. So can you imagine? She said, we're rich. And you know what? She's right. And when he grew up, he ended up taking a job in a Redken factory, shampoo company factory. And he became intrigued with the shampoo industry. I want to say that again. <laughs> I've never met anybody who became intrigued. You know, I'm intrigued with the shampoo industry. Never heard that before. Uh, but what it proves to you is, hey, you can get intrigued with whatever you want. And as long as you're intrigued enough that you're going to fall in love with it, have a passion for it, and become committed to it, yeah, you can have an incredible outcome. And he did. He took a 700, listen to this, he took a $700 loan from the very company he was working for, and he invested it in his own brand, John Paul Mitchell Systems, which became Paul Mitchell. And he went door to door selling his product. He slept in his car and he hoped his product would capture people's attention. That gentleman has a net worth today of $2.7 billion. And I would like to tell you that it's the only story I could find. But the reality is, I found more than I could ever share in the rest of this year of millionaires and billionaires with those stories. And so I'll share just one other one with you to prove my point. So 
maybe I'll share a couple really quick. There's a resident, uh, there's a woman that used to live in Brooklyn named Sylvia Bloom. She was a secretary. She was 96 when she passed away. She left behind $9 million. And nobody had any idea of how wealthy that she was. And what did she do? Well, for 67 of those 96 years, she worked as a secretary at a law firm. And she paid attention. Check this out. This is brilliant. She paid attention to the investments that were being made by the attorneys that she served. She went and bought the exact same stocks, but with the tiny amount of money that she had. And guess what? Yes. That tiny amount of money turned into five figures, six figures, seven figures, and ended up with $9 million. So, you know, it, it's possible. It is completely possible. I got a live mic. You got a hot mic. Sarah? Yeah, I don't know if somebody can help me. But anyway, so with that, I think somebody's in a haunted Dr. Sabato, you have to unmute. Or you have to mute. Who is it? Somebody needs to mute. Um, Dr. Stephanie, perhaps? Yes, it's Dr. Stephanie. You have to mute her. So with that, uh, we have a couple people that were brought up. I moved her until she's ready to answer her mic. Man. All right, let's get it done. Let's get her done. So thank you. Um, so um, is there anybody on stage right now Anybody else who has been in the, if you don't mind, flash mics, somebody flash mics, if you've been in the Friday classes, uh, Treva, Treva Vanessa Wilson, Bernice, Treva Vanessa Wilson, are you there? Yes. Hello, everyone. Hey. Hey. Yes, hey. David. Hey. You, I've been in your class, and it is great. You get all your tools. You go through the slides, and the thing I like most David don't hang up. So long as you're there after he still asks the questions and I'm done speaking. Thank you. Yeah, my commitment. You know, I had the pleasure of um, of being with the 49ers for about a dozen years. And, I, you know, I wasn't in a situation like Andrew where I was in the middle of the operations on that side of the team. But I did have the pleasure of hanging out with uh, and traveling with to games. I got to go to fly on the same plane with the team. So I, I always had four seats in the plane and had sideline passes to every game. And this is from a guy that was that had box seats six front, six rows from the very top and used to drive two and a half hours with my buddy Fred every, every uh, time there was a home game. We drove five hours round trip. That's how hardcore we were. And next thing you know, I've got um, sideline passes and I'm standing next to people like Joe Montana and Jerry Rice and Steve Young and, and Ronnie Lott and others. And one of the things about Ronnie Lott that I've always admired and respected, and there's a million things to love about Ronnie and his wife, Karen. But, you know, whenever we would do nonprofit things uh, for kids, and we primarily wanted to serve uh, three areas in the Bay Area that were um, in the toughest areas, Richmond was one, um, and then there was West Oakland, there was East Palo Alto, and then also um, Hunters Point in San Francisco. And so 
we put together these events for the uh, nonprofit side of the 49ers. It's called the 49er Foundation. And the athletes would come out and they would bring friends of theirs. So there was this an event, for example, where uh, Magic Johnson was there and Andre Agassi was there, Jason Kidd was there. And of course we had our own guys there, um, Brent Jones and uh, Jerry Rice, Joe Montana, uh, Ronnie Lott, all of, all of these just epic, epic, epic athletes. Um, but they were also great people. And because they would come and they would give their time and they would be very genuine in talking to these kids and, and do their best to connect with them. But there was one that stood alone. His name was Ronnie Lott. And Ronnie, um, when the event would wrap up and they would be pulling the tents down and starting to pack everything up and these caterers are putting away their stuff, I turned around and I see Ronnie Lott still sitting at his table with a line of kids and every other athlete had left. Every other, they're all gone. Everybody's gone. Within 20, 30 minutes, they're gone. Ronnie's there, and he did not leave until every one of those kids not only had the opportunity to say hi, but that he actually had a conversation with them, took a picture with them that they probably remember to this day like I remember it to this day. And I've never forgotten that. And so, uh, I, you know, in honor of Ronnie Lott, man, I stay, when it ends, I stay. If there's more questions, I'm answering the questions. And if there's questions afterwards, you could text me those questions. You could hit me on IG. You could hit me on LinkedIn. You could hit me on our Facebook community. So I love the fact, and I appreciate the fact, um, Tressa, that you come. And uh, thank you for sharing. I appreciate it. Is there anybody else on stage? David, I would love to share. This is Tracy. Hey, Tracy. How are you? I'm doing wonderful. Good morning, Breakfast with Champions. David, your classes have been absolute gold. I've attended the last three of your classes, and I've gotten so much value, especially having the opportunity to speak with you during class, um, last, at the last class when you talked about raising capital. And you yes. told us to make sure that we have clarity on why we need the money to grow our businesses. And, you know, you explained that um, we need to make it as easy as possible to get the money and to never take money from anyone if all they're giving us is money and they, they should understand the, the business that we're in. Um, and then uh, teaching us that we need to create an investment deck of eight to ten pages and having a pitch book and um, you specifically told me that I needed to um, have an operating agreement I mean that my operating agreement needed to be amended and that I needed yeah. to have at least two people on my board and have an account yeah. table and yeah. right cap but table and all of that good. stuff you're so good. You're so good. You're so good. So I'll explain to everybody, Tracy, uh, thank you. I love the fact that you're here. I love that you're there every other week. And I love having the opportunity to be able to speak and with you. Yes, yes. And when you said the fewer the people on my cap table, the better. And I, I just really appreciate that because um, I had no idea about that. So I'm getting so much. Well, thank you. Please keep coming. We love having you there. I love having you there, and I look forward to seeing you this Friday. By the way, this Friday's class is 
not because of me, but the content. It's awesome. You know why? We're going to be talking about, I'm going to be sharing with you the secrets, the importance, and the secrets, and the science, and the uh, art of creating a multi-million dollar network. And you've heard the your network is your net worth. You've heard that it's a cliche. Cliches are cliches for a reason. They're true, and they stand the test of time. But to say a cliche is one thing, but to understand how to go out and create today, I can teach you literally within the next, I can put you in a position that literally after this class, within the next three to six months, you can have the most powerful network that you've ever had in your life. And that network will help to propel and accelerate you towards the best version of your life. And, and by the way, you know, the things I shared with Tracy, um, we record every one of these. So when you come and you sign up for access, um, you get access also to the Facebook community. And on the Facebook community, yep, we give you uh, the links so that you can have access to any, any one of these coaching classes on negotiating techniques, the science of negotiating, the science and art of selling, uh, how to raise capital, what do you need to know before going out and seeking capital, some of the things that Tracy was sharing. You don't want too many investors because if you ever want to sell the company, that, that people that buy companies that buy companies or VCs, Man, they don't like to deal with companies that have, you know, 20 people, 30 people on a cap table. It's a nightmare. You want to make sure that you have more than you on your board because when you add an investor, now you have a third person, not a second person. And that's important because when you have votes for your company, you want to make sure you're in position to control that vote. For example, you, you may have an operating agreement, but your operating agreement that you got maybe from a Zoom lawyer, rocket lawyer type of a thing, it, it's fine, it works, unless you want to raise capital. Now, it doesn't work because there's no language in there that allows you to raise capital or calls out the number of shares you have. There's so many things that's important to know. And so that's what I, I intend to share every other week. And this week, if you go to my IG, you DM the word coach or coaching, you'll get immediate free access, not just for this class, but for every class I've already had, you get them for free. And for every class in the future I have, yep, you get them for free. All these every, every, other, every other week coaching classes. This week, let's learn how to create the most powerful network you've ever had in your life. And hey, if you're already at six figures, great, that's awesome. Let's get you a seven-figure network. If you're at seven figures, let's get you an eight-figure network. Let's get you a nine-figure network. Let's surround you with people that will help pull you and help direct you and guide you and support you where you want to go. So with that, my time is wrapped up. I can't believe it. It always goes so fast. I hope I've been able to give you some value. Um, that is my singular goal on Wednesdays. And my singular goal every other Fridays is to give you the information, the knowledge, the experience, the answers, the network that you need in order to move where you want to be. I thank you all for giving me your time. I appreciate you so much. I'm going to pass it back to the one. 
Thank you for joining us on Breakfast with Champions. If you want to catch the live version, you can follow us on Clubhouse and listen from 5 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time, Monday through Friday, Saturday 6 to noon, and Sundays with our 111 Sunday service. Make sure you're keeping up with Breakfast with Champions and getting yourself a seat at the table.